RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. All right. Well, welcome everyone to Consultivation. Um, hopefully, everyone's had a good week. I'd like to introduce our guest today. Um, we've got Mark Sunderland from Boulder, Colorado. How are you doing, Mark? Doing great, Eric. Uh, thanks for having me today. Yeah, I know it's been a couple of weeks of craziness in Boulder. Hopefully everyone in your circles are, are safe and everyone's good. They are, thank you. Yeah, good, good. And Barb Gay from Colorado as well. How are you doing, Barb? I'm doing good. How are you, Eric? I'm great. I'm good great. to be Just, here today. Yeah, it's good to be together with you guys. You know, also Eric Swick hosting from Swick Business Strategies. I'm also located in Colorado. So we got a almost a whole Colorado contingent today. But we have Dave Evans, um, the guru and leader of RLC Consulting in, uh, I guess you're now in your hotel in England. Is that where you're at? Well, I, I shouldn't tell Stephen Kim whose house it is if that's what I see it as, but no. Uh, oh. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm in, I'm in Steve's office. Uh, so, uh, which on, in hindsight, probably would have been the best place to go in the first place. Yeah, yeah, but you've been on the road for a couple of weeks, so you're heading home. It'd probably be nice to get there, huh? It's going to be magic to get back to the Glen. And we've been lucky enough to coach over 200 people in the last two weeks, which has been fantastic. Wow, wow. that's awesome, Dave. That's great. I'm sure they got a lot of value out of that. So today I want to focus on some three different topics that I know you're all familiar with and have worked on for your own businesses and have worked with clients on. And it's talking about vision, purpose and goals. And I'd like to start first with just talking about vision. And, you know, in my mind, you know, I look at vision as setting that picture. I, I often tell people, close your eyes and imagine what it looks like down the road five, seven years. And so I guess for you guys, I'd like to hear what you think about vision and what, why it's important to create vision for an organization. Well, I, I feel like Eric, if you don't have a vision, you're not going to go anywhere. You're just going to, you're going to spin and you're going to stay in the same place. And you're going to say, I want to grow, uh, but you're not growing. I want to do this, but I'm not doing it. And, um, I'm sure I have a little bit of that from my personal <laughs> history, but I, I do think it's important to always be looking forward. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we look at vision as, as, again, kind of giving us that roadmap, right? Of where where we expect to be and where we want to be. And, and, you know, whether it's two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, and then sharing that with our team so that they're on board and understand why we do the things we're doing, why we make changes when we make changes and that type of thing. So they don't get lost in the shuffle. They just understand that there is a reason for it and this is where we're headed. Yeah, yeah. I often think about, you know, you guys have been through the framework that we talk about often in RLC. And I, I always think the most powerful part of that is when you talk about the future view and getting clients to really 
describe things as if they've happened already. And, uh, you know, we use that fast forward technique of where we, we ask them to do everything in a past tense. And it really, what I find is that's when they start painting that picture of the future and what can be, what, what they want it to be. And it's always very different than where they currently are. Um, and, you know, you just see the excitement in people when they, they know where they're headed. They have some direction, right? Dave, do you have anything you want to add about vision? Um, yes, I, I, I love what you've uh, all said. And, and I think, you know, there's a reason why the proverb says, without vision, the people will perish. And, and that is vision creates hope. We all need hope. If we haven't learned in the last 18 months, hope's critical. Then when will we ever learn it? And, and I think what I love about what Bob and what Mark have said is that, and your reference to the framework, vision needs a framework. You know, yeah. too often vision is one person's picture. You know, we don't live in, 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 in you know, in a Bible story, where it's one person or one thing. Framework yeah. needs a structure. Vision needs a structure so that people can put themselves in the story of the vision. That yeah. That's some of the thoughts I'm having right now uh, in yeah. Steve's office. It, it's it's easy, easy, interesting that you say that, Dave, because yesterday I just so happened to be on a bike ride with my son-in-law. And he works for Google. And he told me that he went through some training this week on happiness. And I, I thought happiness, that's interesting. But what we agreed on was that that's ultimately where you get to, right? It's not about financial, you know, winnings and things like that. It's being happy. And we agreed that, you know, having direction and knowing where you're going results in being happy. I mean, that's what they you know, Google's focus here was making sure that their employees in the organization, you know, that they're doing the things that they enjoy, because if they do that, then you get the results that you really want, right? We talk a lot about behaviors and changing behaviors. Well, it all starts, I feel, with this vision. 100%. And you've, you've also got to work, you know, Debbie and I are spending a lot of time at the moment exploring psychological safety. And, you know, one of the things missing in many companies' pictures or visions is adding that bit of color to the picture. Because without safety, how will people ever tell you what, what happiness to them is? Yeah, yeah. Well, that brings up my thought on, you know, the culture blocks that yep. we work with and use and how important that is to really establish. And I'm working with a client right now, and we've included the rest of their team when we got to the culture part. We were working, I was just working with the owners, there's three owners, but they have a team of other people. It's a creative business. And so they're very creative. And so we're working on the culture blocks. We brought the rest of the team in on this. And um, it was interesting to get their perspective. And I think they enjoyed that part of the inclusion and being collaborative on Define, defining what that culture is. And to your point, that's why you, you get these cohesive teams because they're all moving in that same direction with a vision, but with an understanding of here's how we're going to get there together and work together. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. So let's, let's move on and talk about purpose. You know, a lot of times purpose comes out of the why factor discussions that we have with clients where we ask them, you know, why do you do what you do? And why do your employees come to your place of business every day to do what they do? And why do your customers buy from you? So how do you tie your purpose into the everyday of doing business? So, you know, you establish, hey, here's why I'm in business. 
but how do you communicate? How do you keep that live in your organization or in your clients' organizations? Well, you know, I think, you know, as, as an accounting firm, it, it gets difficult, especially this time of year, right? <laughs> when you're you're, you have one sole purpose, right? <laughs> one sole purpose, you're constantly in the weeds and then, you know, the stress level is at all time highs uh, this year, especially. But, uh, you know, again, I think, I think keeping that, that vision in place and, and kind of revisiting it from time to time to, to, to get my, you know, myself as well as our team, uh, you know, to remember why we're doing this. Yeah. And I think like you pointed out, you know, revisiting and constantly revisiting, no matter what part of the process you are in developing your goals and your vision, your framework is the first part is figuring out what you're, why you're doing it in the first place. So I think constantly yeah. going back to that purpose yeah. and revisiting it and reminding people of why we're doing what we're doing is extremely important because I think then people, even when they're in the weeds and stressed out, they can see, Hey, this, there is a greater purpose for what we're doing. Yeah. We're in the middle of, craziness with tax season but there's a there's a reason for that right yeah we're helping yeah. people do something that they don't like to do on their own right or yeah they or they are unable to do on their own but i love one thing you said mark is that you know you're constantly looking at it and that's i'm a firm believer in that that you know when you come up with your vision or your purpose you don't etch it in stone it's a living thing and it will change over time um, I think, you know, just in the last year in 2020 with the pandemic, it changed how we looked at business. And if you had, had put together your framework prior to there, you may be looking at, hey, I need to change some things in maybe our cultural beliefs, because now I believe and Barb, you've said this many times, you never thought that you could have people working from home. And now your whole team has been what over a year now working from home. Yeah, and so you know, so it's a living thing. It, it It's never etched in stone. So I, I love the fact that you brought that up. Barb, do you have something you want to I, talk about? I would just, I, I would just uh, mimic what, what he says that you just have to be asking why or explaining, you know, part of the team meetings we have, we talk about somebody will say, well, I don't know why we do this. And then we'll have a conversation about it. Yeah. You know, I, 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 but I do think it's communication. I, yeah. I, as silly as that sounds, it should yeah. be easy for people to understand why we do a tax return. However, especially in this year with all the different things going on, PPP, all these credits, starting and stopping, starting and stop. I mean, we've just had so many things happen in the past 12 months in our industry that we've never experienced before. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that, great. Yeah, that's interesting that you say in the meeting, people ask why. I, I can remember back to my beginning of my career I was this young kid that got his first managerial position and I was responsible for inventory control at a manufacturing facility. And, you know, we had a manual this thick of operating procedures and, you know, and I was always a firm believer in that. I don't say, hey, we have to do this because it says it in the book. I would always have a story that I would tell to explain the why. And, you know, it was it was always rewarding when talking to the people out in the plant about the why of why we do these things and they're like oh no one ever said that to explain that to me that way now it makes sense why we're doing this there's a purpose to it so it was interesting. That was an early lesson i had in my career i also think eric when we talk about behaviors and the culture people yeah. push back when they don't understand things sometimes and the behavior changes so the more they can know and the more knowledge they have, the better off, hopefully the behavior will be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But at least they'll expect they they know what the, the behavior that's expected of them because right. as the firm right. owners we've we've identified what behaviors we expect from within the within the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dave, anything you want to add to this discussion on purpose? Yeah, there is, and I'll be. On I knew there would be. <laughs> yeah, I'll be. That's right. I'll be on purpose about it. I think. <laughs> I think there's a there's a couple of things, right? Purpose demands choice. You either are on purpose or you're not. It's either intentional or not. And, you know, let's go back to your point, Bob. Over a third of the population the worldwide needs to know why, right? So we should learn from that. And, and the other thing about purpose, you've got to know what the personal one is as much as you need to know the professional one. Because there will be days, Mark, like you said, right, where you know, I've heard some really trusted people this week who are really great at their job, like you, Mark, and like Eric, and like Bob, who've said, for the first time ever, I might just hate my job this week, <laughs> right? <laughs> now, in the moment, you can hate any job, but yeah. ultimately, coming back to your comment about happiness, if we don't have a reason outside of our jobs, outside of our, our lives, you know, from our family, our loved ones, whatever it is, yeah. And, and I always like to think about all the different hats we wear. And I think the person I see wearing the most different hats is Mark, actually. <laughs> Mark's got loads of different hats. Uh, li literally, haven't you, Mark? So it's, it's, it's understanding that, you know, as a brother for me, as a dad, as, a, as an uncle, as a husband, as a businessman, you know, as a community member, uh, what are all the different hats that you might have? And, and do you have an associated purpose in them? I'm not yeah. saying you must. It's just sometimes help because it's easier to become more intentional. Yes. Yeah, I, I like that point. I think it's also important to constantly communicate it because I think, as you said, Mark, you know, you get lost in the day to day and yep. you need to remind people. And so I think it's important to be intentional in communicating what the purpose is to your organization. And don't ever feel like it gets old or tired. I just think people need that to help get them uplifted again, right? It's it's something that you need to constantly repeat. It's okay. It's okay to tie it into your everyday communications. Love it. Yeah. So the third and last we want to talk about is goals. And um, you know, this is something that, you know, I often used to say, hey, let's, uh, it's the end of the year, let's start talking about goals for the next year. And so the, the thing that I want to talk about, though, is when do you review those goals? And when um, should you really spend time vetting them and, and taking time to, to look at them? Dave, what do you do? Look at this. Got some technology that he's playing with. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Well, I, I think I, I think I think about you know your question. You see, I thought, what can I use in Zoom that will allow me to bring your question into the light? And sometimes you got to know what's up on the screen, Eric. You got to yeah. know what's on the picture, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and you got absolutely. you got you got to see your see your goal movie esque in the TV screen like this, right? And then be, to be able to really imagine it into life. So uh, I thought I'd bring some you know, vivid demonstration to your question. Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. So what do you guys think about goals and how often you should be looking at them and vetting them and talking about them and maybe readjusting? 
Well, I'm going to tell you what I think we should do, and then I'll tell you what I actually do. <laughs> I'm glad you went first. That's... <laughs> no, I I think one of the things I've learned about goals, because I was the person who could set my goal goals for the year, and then toward the end of the year, I would get to that point where I'm like, wow, I gotta I gotta work on these because I haven't dealt with them. So yeah. I do think quarterly is a good amount of time, every three months to be able to sit down and look at your goals. And again, like you say, Eric, everything's a moving target to some degree. You yep. set goals to get you yep. closer. So you may not get to 100% of that goal, but you shouldn't be disappointed about that if you've gotten to 80% of it because yeah. you're still further along than you were. So yep. that's that's kind of how what I'm working for this year. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I think that's great because I think my, my, my point is going to be something similar is how often should we and how often do we, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and as a, as a business owner myself, who's done the framework and discovered the why and all that stuff, but to be, you know, full disclosure, I'm still struggling with, you know, getting to the point of getting myself and my company to exactly where I want it to be. And part mm-hmm. of that, part of that is, is getting myself out of the day to day so much so that I can revisit goals much more frequently. Yeah. You know, I, I, I would say to be, if I was honest, I do it maybe once I, once a year, maybe a little bit more often than that. Um, but I like Barb said, I would like to be doing it much more frequently, even monthly to some degree. You know, we're part of an organization where, you know, we're reporting stats back and we generally report stats back once a year. Right. But the compilation of the, of the, of the all the different stats we need is it's pretty complex and I, every year I do it I'm like I got to do this more often so when I get to the end of the year to do it it's not such a big project yeah uh, yeah but again yeah. like like most business owners we're, we we get stuck in the day-to-day and not stepping back to to look at the business and work on it as often as we yeah. should you know well, when we, I think I'm go, sorry, ahead, Barb. go ahead I, no, I think the other thing we've talked about is that one of the goals that I always set is for my team as well, which I never used to do. I used to be focused on all my goals are related to the business. Well, really the best goals that we should be setting or what I've found is I've got to be looking at my team and saying, what are your goals? Where do you want to be? Where do I want you to be? And I think if I do that once a year, that's not anywhere near enough. Yeah. I mean, I would tell you, yeah. On that front, I mean, I know with my employees, when I had my company, um, we would set goals once a year, but I would, on a monthly basis, I'd go into their office, very informal, sit down and just say, so where are you at? You know, what what are you working on and how can I help? You know, as a leader, I think that's very important that you're supportive. It's not that you're going to do it. There was a book I read years ago, it's called The Great Leaping Monkeys. And it's about a business owner walking down the hallway and as he walks down, all these monkeys are jumping on his back, which were his employees just, hey, I can't do this. Can you take this on? You know, and it was, and as a business owner, you have to learn how to deflect those monkeys. And what I found is just sitting and talking to him and saying, you know, well, how can I support you? Not how I can do it for you, but how can I support you? The other thing that I think is really important around goals is it doesn't have to be a long list, right? It, I, I often have thought, you know, three three or four a year is plenty so that you can really focus on them now i think that 2020 really demonstrated um, a challenge for any business owner because at the beginning of the year we probably all had goals we're all ready to do things and then we had this thing called covid 19 that appeared on our doorstep and uh we had to react to that and do it but 
I also feel that we can't use COVID-19 as an excuse just to say, oh, I put those goals aside and let's not do it. I, I think a lot of people do that and use it as an excuse. I think you got to stay focused. So your point, Barb and, and Mark, you know, maybe you haven't looked at them as often as possible, but you do believe that you should look at them more frequently. I would definitely agree with that. It's something that needs, whether it's monthly or quarterly, I think it needs to be something looked at on a regular basis and somehow keeping it front of mind. I agree. I, I think I, I would only add one thing, and that is be really clear about the difference between personal goals and business goals. And in the personal space, you know, at RLC, we talk about mind changes, you know, having 30 goal cards ranging from your wealth plans to your relationships to your, your career, you know, to making a difference and so on, health and so on. Yeah. And, and, and actually, when you grasp fast forward that Kevin, who's not with us today, would always talk about um, and, and raves about, you'll realize that if in half a year, you'll be amazed at how many small personal goals you're going to knock out. And, and we'll often, Debbie and I will often stop uh, after, and we're due to do it in June, and look at the 30 we set and realize we might have done two thirds of them come the summer uh, in our personal space. But I do like what you said in the business space, Eric, and I concur yeah. with each each of you. So there's three clear tips that we've all said. One, make sure you have an action-packed quarter. Two, work to four big goals during your year. And I'm a, I'm a preacher of four big objectives in a two-year period is mm -hmm. big enough, right? Yep. Yep. And three, Mark, get into that monthly habit. Are your small monthly goals part of those big ones and are you on track? And yeah. the last bit for me is set less goals monthly so that you can achieve them well. Because that's yeah. the other thing. Mark, you were just saying, we have all of these things we want to do. And then we get disheartened and most people then quit. So yeah. let's that's make exactly it easy right. for ourselves so that we can plan to do more by achieving less. Yeah. And I think if you have a short list, it doesn't mean if I accomplish them, I don't add back to that list, right? Totally, yeah. It's a, it's a running list of three or four. And as you accomplish some, then you bring others on because, you know, a lot of the work that we do with clients in the framework is, you know, we come up with tens or twenties, 30, 40, 50 objectives or goals that we want, but we're only going to focus on, you know, a few at a time. And as you knock one off, you can bring one onto the list. And, and the other thing, Eric, is I yeah. realized something while I was listening to Barbara Mark talking and, and the great work you're doing today in this, in this podcast, right? is I realized something that when you are clear about a purpose you might have, when you understand your focus, you commit the right amount of desire to both of those and, and obsess about it enough in your thinking, you will manifest what's going through your thought life into action. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So, anyone have anything else they'd like to share or talk about? I'll just mention one thing to hang on to what, what uh, Dave just said. That's what I love yeah. about Future View is that not only do you think about where you want to be, but you then you act like you're already there. And it's yeah. that self that's that self-fulfilling prophecy that if you say that you're you've accomplished something, you know, you're already, I don't say halfway there, but you're you've got you're off to a good start. I also think that um, I over these next 45 days or 40 days that we have left. Um, in our season per se, I'm going to, I'm going to really Bob, focus Bob, hard. I'm really glad you clarified that wasn't the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, some days it feels like it, some days That's it doesn't. Um, 
I, I'm really gonna focus on trying to make sure I touch base with everybody just quickly on a weekly basis to say, hey, how are we doing? What's going on? So that's a good call out, Eric, because yeah. Yeah. this is the time we need to be doing it the most. As yeah, we yeah. Feel the pressure. And I, I love the point that you made earlier is that it's not just you as the business owner having goals and setting that and that becomes everyone else's. Each individual, I always had each employee had their own specific goals. Typically it was on self-development. It was something they wanted to learn, that's something they wanted to do. And I just wanted to make sure by following up with them that they were doing it, that they were accomplishing what they set out at the beginning of the year, because it will just make them a better employee. But also we get back to that happiness piece, right? Uh -huh. They'll feel good about themselves and they'll be happy. So I think that's important. And I, I just have a thought, Eric, a yes. thought that came to me in a different meeting today. Before I say it though, I, I want to make a really important point, and that is I had a conversation with two business owners earlier this month, sorry, March. We were talking about people being in the right roles and not having the right people in the right roles to be able to make that decision. What COVID taught us though, was we had to do it now. And if you put that person in the right seat today and you just roll with it, you're going to work the shit out, right? So why do we always wait for the perfect circumstances where sometimes you just got to make the decision, do it, and then pick the pieces up and work it out. Because if you wait, you never will. Yeah. Because, here's the thought, a bar that isn't set with the right expectation will be set by somebody else. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that, Dave. I, I've seen many circumstances like that in my career where if if you don't, they'll the bar will be set by them and it'll probably be lower than what you really want it to be. Totally. Yeah. And I'd like to I'd like to give Eric a bit of soul food if you don't mind, Mark and Bob. I think you've handled this handled this podcast today, despite the setback with the live feed. This has been so structured and organized. It's been a joy to talk about. Yeah, no, this is, you know, these are really important topics for, you know, any business and any business owner to really understand. What I find is we get caught up in the day to day, right? And we forget to take time out to think about our vision, our purpose and what our goals are. And if you truly want to be a leader in today's business environment <laughs> or sitting on the on the stage of a theater um you know i i think it's important that you take time to really do these kinds of things and spend time thinking about these areas of your business marvelous yeah it's good Eric. dave thank you i appreciate the soul food it means a lot to me um but you know i don't do these things for soul food but when it comes it's it's wonderful well, thanks. It yeah, was thanks good. I'm glad we could do it. And you handled the pressure perfectly. <laughs> <laughs>